This podcast is brought to you by The City Church in Mississauga, Ontario. For more information, please visit thecitychurch.ca. We hope you are encouraged by this message from our lead pastor, Frank Coulter. Is everyone excited about 2019? It's going to be a great year. We're going to have a great time this year singing and worshiping to God, preaching the gospel, serving one another, serving the city, being a loving church family. So I have some challenges for you today as we start out 2019. So let's turn our Bibles for, to Matthew chapter 6. Last week I talked about the idea, um, making sure you find some sort of Bible reading plan as you enter into the new year. Uh, I recommended the version app. It's got a lot of different plans in there for you. Maybe some devotionals, some four-day plans, some year-long plans. Uh, make sure you choose something uh, to start perhaps in January. So you can spend some time reading the scripture in 2019. I started a New Testament Bible reading plan myself. Excited about it. It's great to go back through the Gospels and hear about the teaching of Jesus. Um, But we've spent a little bit of time in the last little while feasting, have we not? Celebrating life and feasting. And one of the things that we see about the nation of Israel, that they would have these different times of the year where they would feast and they would celebrate and they would thank God for his blessings. and They would get together and eat, which we've been doing a lot the last little while. But then also they would do something called fasting. Hey, so let's talk for a few seconds about fasting, shall we? Not quite as exciting as feasting. But let's just take a moment and talk about fasting. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 says this. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces and their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. So let me just encourage you um, in January, and this is a great thing to do. I mean, even if you Google fasting, there's a lot of health benefits just by fasting. Um, So you can look that up. There's a lot of great things uh, for us to just take a little bit of a break, specifically in January. We've been eating a lot. Um, There's a couple different ways that you can fast. I know there's a complete fast. Um, When we fast, we're not eating any foods. We're just taking in liquids. Now, uh, that would not be, you know, if you're having like medical issues and you have doctor recommendations to eat certain foods, do not fast. All right. Be wise, people. All of this needs to be paired with wisdom. But what we're doing when we're fasting is we're reducing the intake of food to concern ourselves with spiritual things which is always great to do as we're setting ourselves forward um, in the first part of 2019, that we would take a break a little bit from all of our feasting and and do a little bit of fasting. So once again, you could do a complete fast for a day or two or a week, whatever you might decide, but make sure that you drink liquids as well so that you can still live. Um, These are very important things. There's a partial fast. There's removing certain elements from your diet. Sugar would be a good one to remove from your diet. Uh, Once again, you could study that out yourself, but we've probably eaten more sugar than we should have in the month of December. So if you think to yourself, you know what, for for a little bit of time, for a week or two or a month, you know, I'm just going to do my best to avoid... There's a lot of amens happening this morning, just in my mind. (laughs) See, this is what pastors get to do. TV preachers are never going to preach on fasting, all right? pastors get to talk about fasting there is selective fasting which is no food uh, during specific times 
Um, intermittent fasting, you might have heard of this. This is something that I do actually on a weekly basis, whether you um, just don't eat dinner or you don't eat dinner once a week or a couple times a week, every a week for me. Um, I, I don't eat dinner on Saturday night, getting ready to, to preach you on Sunday morning. So I spend a little bit of extra time praying to prepare, um, but I just don't eat, don't eat dinner on a Saturday night. And sometimes during the week, I, I'll not eat dinner some other days. And so I know this might seem hard, but you can do it. One of the things when you fast is you will see how loud your body is. Your, your body will yell at you. If, you. if you take a break from eating, if you take a break from your normal habits of eating, you will see how dominated by your flesh you are. And this is another good thing, uh, a good reason to fast, um, just to say no to your body, to not let your body rule your life. This is another good reason that we would fast. And then here's something else that's really good that all of us could do. A soul fast. Detox our soul. And, and, we, and that could be maybe we'll take a break from Netflix for a little while. We put our phones down. I know this is something that I want to focus a little bit on in, on 2019. Just to spend less time on your phone. You know, if you have the new iOS on, on, on your iPhone, it actually tells you, if you let it, how many hours a day that you're on your phone. And at, at the end of it, you're like, wow, I didn't actually know I was on my phone that much. What I could be doing a lot of other things. So maybe uh, soul detoxing from social media, maybe some just different things. And once again, these are, these are not legalisms for everybody. Um, there, there are things that when we're going to be different places in life, and there would be some things that, as I went through that list, maybe something's dominating your life more than you want it to. Choose to fast that thing uh, as we start out 2019. Can I get an amen? amen. All right. <laughs> so what do we want for 2019? What is our, our, our goal for 2019? We should actually want the highest thing for our lives in 2019. So we're going to spend a few weeks here talking about prayer. Um, and just as, once again, as we, we're setting our sails here, going out in 2019, we're having worship prayer night on Wednesday, just to spend a little bit of extra time in prayer. Because we want the highest thing uh, for our lives in 2019. And what would that highest thing be for our lives? Now, it's going to be different for different people, but the highest thing for all of us would be the will of God. The highest thing for me to achieve and be a part of and to, to have and to experience for 2019 is the will of God. And that's what prayer is all about. Experiencing the will of God, having the will of God for myself in 2019. We're still there in Matthew chapter 6. Um, in what we call the Lord's Prayer, Jesus said this. Verse 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth in my life. That I would want God's kingdom in my life. Just like it is, is is in heaven, in the realm of God. There's no resistance to the will of God in the realm of God. But in my life, in the world that we live in, there is resistance to the will of God. I have a choice to make. You have a choice to make. Uh, there's different things happening in the world. And so what what Jesus is, te- Jesus is telling us so many things with just this small phrase, your kingdom come, your will be done. Now, one of the things that we can see from that statement that Jesus is telling us to pray or this attitude that we should have in prayer 
is that everything that's happening in our life and in the world is not God's will. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have had us to pray this. Because if everything that was going on was God's will, this would be irrelevant. This would be unnecessary. There would be be no reason for us to say, your kingdom come, your will be done. That we would desire the will of God. So this is what we'd see, all of of the brokenness, all of the, the stealing, killing, and destroying that goes on in the world. Those are not the will of God. We know that God is good. The scripture tells us in James chapter 1, there is no shadow of turning in God. He is good. So Jesus is telling us to pray, God, we want your kingdom to come. We want your kingdom in our lives. This should be our desire for 2019. This is the highest goal that we can have for our lives. This is the best goal that we can have for our lives. That we want the kingdom of God to come in our lives. We should desire it. We should pray for it. We should ask for it. So God is wanting us to experience his kingdom here on the earth. And every place in our lives is a potential place for the kingdom of God to be experienced. Every place of our lives, our heart, our mind, our thinking, our experiences, our homes and our jobs and our neighborhoods, every one of those places is a potential place for the kingdom of God to manifest, to show up. And what would be the highest thing for us to experience? The greatest thing that we could experience this year is the kingdom of God in our lives and in all of these areas. So that's what we want. That's what we desire as we're uh, spending this month just talking about prayer, that we want the kingdom of God to come. We desire it. We ask for it. We pray for it. Something that we're asking God for on a constant basis. But what we've called this series is See and Speak. And what we see in the scripture over and over again, um, as it relates to prayer, we'll see this today as I go through a bunch of scriptures, is this idea of seeing, that I would see something. And sometimes we say this phrase to people, and it's kind of a funny phrase, and we say something, and then we say to them, do you see what I'm saying? That doesn't actually make sense, because they actually don't see the words that are coming out of our mouths. They can actually hear what we're saying. But we say, do you see? Do you see what I mean? The Apostle Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. And we could see these prayers um, in, in Ephesians chapter 1 and Ephesians chapter 3. And a lot of what he prayed for for them is that they would see and understand. That they would have a spirit of seeing and knowing. And obviously there were sick people. At the church of Ephesus and people going through difficult times. And what Paul prayed for them is that they would see and understand how good God is. That they would see and understand the provision in God. That they would see something that's already been given to them because of the gospel. That he prayed that they would see it. See, and this is where I, I would say prayer starts out not, not just with a mantra or not just, you know, not just trying to repeat scriptures um, with empty heads and aimlessly. That we would see something before we would say something, before we would speak something in prayer. And it's kind of like lifting your head up above the crowd. Have you ever been, you know, walking in a herd of people? Maybe you're a commuter and you get off the go train or the subway and you're like walking and everybody's walking in the same direction. Everybody's, you know, got their head down at their phones. 
And in the middle of all of that, if you try to, you know, lift your head up and sort of see above the crowd or maybe go a different direction. For you to go a different direction, you actually have to see where you're going. You have to be able to lift your head up. And this is what I say, I would say is very important as it relates to praying or spending time in prayer. That we would see something before we would speak something. That we would understand something about the will of God and the nature of God. So that we would lift our head up above the crowd. So that we would see what God has for me in 2019. And this is something that we do. We call these things resolutions. And we, we, we know... Uh, that we need to make some changes. Does anybody know you need to make some changes in life? For the rest of you that are arrived, just hang with us for a moment. So what is those things that we see that we know we need to change? What are those things? Those things that we're aware of. That's what we're saying to somebody. Do you see what I'm saying? Are, are you actually um, connecting with what I'm saying? And this awareness that we would have actually comes from the Spirit of God that we would see something and we would know something. That we would, should be aware with this expectation that I desire the will of God, that I would see it. And that I would speak it out of my mouth as a prayer. So we should be lifting our head above the crowd. We should be watching for what's coming. Watching for what's coming, that means when you watch, you're seeing. And once again, this is not with your physical eyes. This is, this is talking about the, the eyes of your heart. Or just the eyes of your awareness, you could say. Are, are you aware of what's coming up in your life? Some changes that are coming. Some changes that are coming in 2019, you could be aware of some things. You, you could see those things that God wants us to be watching for those changes that are coming in our lives so we can be prepared, that we can get ready. Obviously, uh, pregnant women, uh, you know, what are those families doing? What are they doing? They're getting ready. Why? Because they see a baby's coming, Right? So all of us, too, in our lives, we all should be pregnant with purpose. We should all see what's coming up in our lives and be watchful for that. And then we should be watching for what should be in me. Lifting my head up so I can see some things. Being aware of what's coming in my life, what, what, what changes might be coming. And then also seeing what needs to be different in me. Being aware of that. Self-awareness is a good way to describe that. You know, there's a lot of... Has anyone ever taken a personality test? You know, personality tests, I actually, I think, are a great resource, are a great tool. Now, we can misuse personality tests, and we could use it this way and be like, this is just how I am. See, this is how God made me. I am these four letters. I am this number. I am this personality. And so, but we shouldn't do it for those reasons. We should be aware of who we are and maybe we can see the pitfalls of certain ways that we have been made uh, naturally. We have personal tendencies. What should be in me in 2019? What are the things that I need to adjust in 2019? And, and not so much make it a resolution because it, you know, this might be a, a silly thing to do, but watching for it, seeing uh, what should be in me. 
Matthew chapter 26, verse 41 says, Watch and pray that you enter, that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Watch and pray. I'm watching so that I would see something and then pray that I would speak something. Jesus here with his disciples at the Garden of Gethsemane. Watch and pray. And then he says this phrase that you may not enter into temptation. We don't want to send our lives into temptation by walking a certain direction, having certain attitudes. And if we if we don't watch out, we can send our lives headlong into difficulties. Has anyone ever done that? You maybe haven't been so aware, you haven't been so awake and watchful in your life and you just, you were going and you had your head down and all of a sudden you found yourself in the middle of a problem and you would say, you know what, I knew better. I know better than this. But what was happening? You, you stopped watching. You stopped being aware of what was happening in your life. You were just, you know, you were getting up and you're eating breakfast and you're going to work and you were coming home and you were doing your, your chores and your duties and you would go to bed and you would get up and then in the middle of all of that, you just stop watching. You stop being aware. But God wants us to watch and to pray. Mark chapter 13, verse 35 says, Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come. This is talking about Jesus' second coming. In the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or in the morning lest he suddenly, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. This is good for in the middle of a sermon in general. Stay awake, everybody. But this isn't just me not sleeping. This means to be aware. What's happening? What's happening in the world? What's happening in our nation? What's happening in my family? Do I know what's going on? Am I awake to what's happening on the inside of me? Am I awake to my attitudes, good or bad? Stay awake. Be aware. See something. Because the things that we see, God wants us to pray for the kingdom of God to show up there. He's not giving you that seeing for no reason. He's not making you aware of that just for fun. He wants you to say something about it. He wants you to pray about it. He wants you to invite the kingdom of God there. But we got to be awake. There's, a lot, there's so many things now in our culture, vying for our attention, right? There's a lot of screens vying for our attention, a lot of people vying for our attention. There's a lot of stuff vying for our attention. And if we give all of our attention to those things, we'll never lift our head above the crowd and be awake. First Peter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. Seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Firm in the faith, in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. See, this goes really well with, with Matthew 6 about asking for the kingdom of God. See, when we know what the kingdom of God is, when we're aware of it, when we see it, we will resist the things that aren't. 
We will push against those things that are coming from the enemy. But what do we got to do? We got to be awake. We got to be sober minded. We got to be watchful. I got to see what's happening in my life. I got to see what's happening with my attitudes. I got to see what's happening in the world. Like the real world. And what is my place in the world today? Bringing the kingdom of God to the big and small places. What is the effect that I can bring? Because if you minimize that, if you don't watch for that, you just it won't be important to you. But he wants us to be watchful. He wants us to be sober-minded. Am I, am I clear? Am I seeing what I need to see? Or is my head down? Am I not thinking about anything? Am I living life by rote? Just day after day. Am I living my life by cliché? Or am I being watchful? Am I being sober-minded? Ephesians 6, verse 18 says, Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Keep alert. Be alert. I've given you this example before. Have you ever been going along in life and you just think about an old friend or, or, or somebody just comes into your mind? Somebody pops into your mind. Now, it's easy if you're, you're Facebook friends with them. You'd be like, I want to see what they're doing. So you go to their Facebook and blah, blah, blah. Oh, look, they've got kids. Look, they've got grandkids now. Look, they're so-and-so's in university. I would say... That beyond checking out their Facebook, God is actually wanting us to pray for them. But if we're not alert to that fact, then, then we'll just go through life. We'll just have, have, have our head down. But God is wanting to use us to pray. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert. There's things that need to be prayed for. There's things and there's places where God wants his kingdom to show up. And who else is God going to use but the church? Who else is God going to use but us? God wants to use us. He wants to use us to pray that his kingdom would come and his will would be done. But I got to be alert. I got I to see Something. I gotta be aware of what's happening. So I'd be praying and I would be asking. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 34 says, Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates. See, they, they, they would only see themselves as being connected with God when they would go to the temple or they would go to the tabernacle, the physical place. Where the presence of God was. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch daily. I'm gonna be there daily, God, where your presence is. See, and this is why prayer is a daily thing. Prayer is, prayer is the beauty of our relationship with God. It, it, it's, it's the vitality of our relationship with God. It's the one that we love the most we should want to talk to. We shouldn't think, okay, okay, God, I'm Sunday, God, so I'll talk to you today. But, you know, the rest of the week, God, I'm just not, you know, just, just hold your peace until next Sunday, God. No, it's a daily thing. 
Why? Because he's the one that we love. The ones that we love, we want to talk to, right? So I'm watching daily at his gates. I'm watching daily at his presence. God, what is it that you want me to see today? What is it that you want me to think about today? Who is it that you want me to pray for? See, and these aren't hard things. This is not a hard thing to do. This is not a heavy thing to do. But you've got to make time for it. And that's why I'm suggesting a fast. That we would make time for it. That the time that we were spending doing some other stuff, let's put that time aside and sit at his gates. And, and think about what God wants us to think about. See... What God is saying to us. And then the last thing there says, waiting beside my doors. See, one of the areas of prayer for all of us that's so important is worship. You know, at the front end of our service every Sunday, we worship God. We, and, and a big part of worship is just honoring God. It's, God, you're first place. The first thing that we are here for is you. And so we sing, and so we lift our hands, and we plan and prepare, and we focus our attention on you. This is what worship is. And this is, once again, not just a Sunday thing, but this should be a daily occurrence in our lives, just that I'm going to spend some time worshiping God. And I always say, find your, your favorite uh, worship music, get it on your phone, play it in your car. If you're on the go train, get some good earbuds. And listen to some worship music and worship God during the week. That God actually wants us to spend time in his presence. So what happens when we worship God? We become more aware of who he is. And when we become aware of who he is, we see the things that he wants us to see. Matthew chapter 6, we're still there in verse 9, says, This then is how you should pray, back to the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now that's not something, a word that we use a lot of times. But hallowed be your name means it's sacred. That we honor God. That's what worship is all about. That we revere God, that we respect him. See, the, the, our society is the opposite of this. That nothing is honored ev- anymore. That everything is critiqued. And then sometimes it's not even critiqued for any reason except we just want to be critical. I don't actually have a solution, but here's my critique. And everything can become common to us, but God should not become common to us. He should be honored and he should be revered in our life on a daily basis. That we just honor God. He is our creator. He is our savior. He is our Lord. He should be respected. He should have that highest place in our lives. Luke chapter 10, verse 27. And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all of your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. That we should be passionate about God. That's all of who you are. Your heart, your soul, your strength, your mind. That's every part of you. That we should be loving God with all of who we are. See, when when we start out, if this is our starting place. 
See, many people, I would say like this, many people are way more interested in understanding God than they are worshiping God. And I would say the more you worship God, the more you understand him. See, if you're just, I just need to understand, I just need to understand. I haven't got this figured out yet, and I don't understand this thing. And until I understand this thing, I'm not going to worship God. But I, my, I would say you just, you've got it in reverse. If you would worship him, you would understand him. When you, when you give yourself to him, and you honor him, and you revere him, he becomes more and more understandable. Why? Because you, you've opened up your heart to him. This is why Jesus is saying that, that we would just love God, that we would love God, that God wants us to love him. He doesn't want us to love him because he's insecure. He doesn't want us to worship him because he needs a, a bunch of people to tell him how amazing he is. But he wants us to worship him because when we worship him, we understand who he is and then we understand life. This is why God wants us to love him, to hallow his name. Colossians chapter 4 verse 2 says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Being watchful. That what? That I, that I would be thankful. And this is a, a great starting place for all of us. God, I am just so thankful for who you are. I'm just so thankful for your goodness. I, I'm so thankful, Lord, for your wisdom. I'm, I'm so thankful, God, for that, that you brought me to this place in my life. And God, I'm just so thankful for my family and friends. I, I'm so thankful for the family I'm in. And trust me, I know they're not perfect. Nobody's family is. I'm so thankful for the friends I have, God. I'm so thankful for the life that you've given to me. Be watchful to be thankful. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. Through Jesus that I am going to continually offer a sacrifice of praise. Now what sacrifice means, that with the time that I'm worshiping, I could actually be doing something else. I could be on my phone. I could be watching Netflix. I could be watching the news. But instead, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm going to sacrifice that time and I'm going to give that time to God. The fruit of my lips, giving thanks, professing his name. Why? Because Jesus said that we should love the Lord our God with all our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength, all of who we are. And this is the first part of us seeing, seeing who God is. See, because when we worship, a big part of what's happening is we're reminding ourselves about all of the character aspects of God. Who is God? And when we worship, we sing about it. And when we worship, we think about it. We think about the character and nature of God. Let me just read you one of the Psalms, and then we're actually going to sing a song here together. A bunch of the Psalms are just all about singing to God, worshiping God. 
Put your Bibles away for a second. Or if you're taking notes, put them aside. I'm just going to read you a psalm here. Psalm 103, verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. In other words, I'm going to take my energy right now. I'm going to take my voice right now. I'm going to take my thoughts. I'm going to take my love. And I'm just going to love God. I'm just going to worship him. I, I, don't, I don't want anything right now, God. I'm not asking for something right now. And it's okay to ask God for things. But part of our prayer time is just worship. It's not asking for something. This is how Jesus started out the Lord's Prayer. Hallowed be your name. God, we revere you. We honor you. The psalmist starts out, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Hey, we're a year older, right? We're a year older. We're going we're gonna to have a birthday in 2019. I know that for sure. We're going to be a year older, and we're getting older, so what do we need? We, we need God's strength, even for teenagers. What do we need? We need God's strength, that our youth is renewed. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins nor repay us according to our iniquities. Are you thankful for that? For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. Fear just means to reverence him, to honor him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. This is who he is. He's worthy to be worshipped. As, as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for our man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it and is gone, and his place knows, knows it to no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. And his righteousness to children's children. To those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angel, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Let's just pray this morning. God, we just... Thanks for listening. 
If you need prayer or would like to share how this message has impacted you, please email info at thecitychurch.ca.